Thank you. This is the Last of the Moon podcast. It's a me, Bryce McCracken. I'm not going to do that. It's Wyatt. <laughs> Yahoo! Oh, that was pretty good. We're just going to leave that because our levels are fine. We were just screaming there. Uh, welcome to the Last of the Moon podcast. It's been a very long time. We've been some very busy boys over here at... I almost said our address. I'm not going to dox ourselves. <laughs> you, you mean... <laughs> the new Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania... If you're going to kill us with the door on the right side, just knock, we'll let you in. Bleep. There should be a cat in the window. Add an extended bleep that you'll now have to edit uh, all just through the entire thing. I can easily fix that in the audio, but the idea was going to be the videos are going to be unedited. But now I'll have to change that. <laughs> Hello, we're on video now. Hey, baby. We're making eye contact right now. If this all works out, you will see us on YouTube. I would imagine the videos will come out unedited. Probably a day or two after our podcast drop, that will still be our main priority, our sexy voices. But, I mean, you can tell now, we're some real sexy gentlemen. So if you really feel compelled to look at us and to get our unfiltered thoughts and opinions on all of these movies, check out our YouTube. And Wyatt, we haven't discussed this yet, but do you mind taking over role as TikTok manager? I know you don't even use that platform, but uh, maybe just... Grabbing some it. clips out of out of our YouTube videos and throwing them up on TikTok and Instagram reels. I'll figure out how it works, but Beautiful. I'm all about it. Yeah, we we watched the Super Mario Brothers movie. This is a movie that I was unironically very excited for. It had a crazy cast. The trailers were pretty decent, honestly, at least in terms of like it looked good, and I didn't really know what to expect, which I appreciate from a trailer. How'd you guys feel leading up to it? I was trying to convince us to go to a different movie 10 minutes to an hour before this movie. <laughs> Wait, That's I wasn't true. in on this. What are you talking about? What movie? The John Wick thing. I texted oh. and I was like, crazy how we're seeing John Wick at AMC. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. I just have my personal biases against like children's movies, I guess would be the term. But That's either fair. way, we saw it. No, I would like to talk to our partners. Excuse me, our partners. I would like to... We're a polyamorous relationship <laughs> in the last We're of the podcast. a thruple. Uh, I would like to speak to uh, my partner, Colleen's boss, Josh, who is a fan of the Last of the Moon podcast. Thank you, Josh. Who is Thank you. begging us, begging to do the John Wick 4 episode, which I would not be opposed to, but I have to watch every other John Wick I feel the movie, same way. which I have not I've seen. I've not seen any of the John Wick movies. That's so bad. Also, Josh, I met your kids this week, came in to see me, you got some... I think hot chocolates for me. Very nice kids. You're doing a great job. <laughs> we love we love that family over here at the Last of the Moon podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Brett, were you excited for this movie? I was very excited for this movie. I think that Super Mario Brothers is probably the first franchise that I really remember being associating myself with as far as video games. Like as a life. kid? As a kid. Yeah, when when I was a kid, the first like console that I could call my own that wasn't just my big brothers was a Nintendo DS Lite that was Mario-themed. It was red and had nice. the M in it, and it came with new Super Mario Brothers, and I played the shit out of that game. I, I was actually... That was probably the first game that I felt like I was really, really accelerated at being able to play, which was just because I did it so much. Mm -hmm. But in my, my big boot-cut jeans, I would always slip my Nintendo DS in my pocket to take everywhere. That goes hard. And I probably, over the course of five years of playing the DS, I I pretty much exclusively played the new Super Mario Brothers game just over and over again. So Mario has a special place in my heart. 
Very excited for the movie. And we still participate in Mario yeah. things. Anytime we have friends over, we're, we're busting out Mario Party or Mario Kart. A lot of my favorite memories in my like middle school years and a little bit before that was playing Mario games on the Wii, Mario at the Olympics. All those games were a lot of fun. I wouldn't say I have as much experience with Mario as you do, Brett, but you and I both went through a pretty extensive Super Smash Brothers phase Yeah, uh, where we got pretty serious about that. We were playing online, and I even went to a tournament once. That was a good time. But that and Mario Kart are probably my favorite Mario franchises. I never got into the Mario Brothers games as a kid. I tried to play the Mario brothers game for the wii it had the red case do you remember that game i do remember apparently that game. it was a pretty good mario brothers game but it didn't work for me i've never been that into platformers which is ironic because smash is a fighting platformer game but other than mario galaxy which i loved that's the only super mario brothers game that i've played the whole way through so my relationship with the mario brothers franchise is not that huge but i do have a soft spot for like nintendo as a whole and a few of their other franchises as well. There's nothing like being the worst guy at a party when everyone's just trying to have a good time and play Super Smash Brothers to bring your own GameCube controller <laughs> and just wreck house. And we have both done that. We have both time. done that. <laughs> it, it, it's nothing like it because you're the worst person in the room and you are having the best time if you are like Bryce and I are and only care about dominating competition yes. and being the best at every single thing. Wyatt, what's your relationship with the Mario universe? Uh, it is the MCU. The MCU. <laughs> the MCU. It begins and ends with just like a few games. The Mario Tennis game for the Switch yeah. was the subject of many an argument of my high school tennis mm -hmm. team. We'd all get together, play that, and then eventually like almost fist fight each other. <laughs> I remember, is it Super Mario 64? The one that's like the, you played it on the DS, it was like a 3D style no. That's what I'm talking about. Well, that the, was on the N64. Okay. It was on the N64. They did a Nintendo DS port of oh, the game so that you can play it on the that's DS. That's cool. Okay, because I think that's what I'm remembering. I had that for my DS. And then outside of that, the usuals, the Mario Karts, the Mario Parties of, course. of this world. I never played like the, the platformers like you were talking about. Apparently, their baseball game, Mario Super Sluggers, is something I need to track down. I did play that on the Wii. It was a good um, time. And it seems right up my alley, but not my typical field of game, but they're always so great for when you have like a large group of people. Yeah, that's the only reason why we own them. Especially like at this point. a skill gap in video game experience because you can get good at those things or at least passable 20 to 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You're all good to go. We talked about the party games for a second. It was really nice during the pandemic, especially to give a little bit of hope in enjoyment out of regular life where like we had... We didn't go crazy with socializing when nobody was supposed to be socializing. Yeah. But we had like a small pod of people that we would continue to be close with. Um, you know, three or four like neighbors that we yeah. had who would come over on a given night and we would have drinks and make each other dinner and play Mario Party usually, yeah. which I was I was really fond of those yep. memories. And it, it's cool that like Mario as a franchise has served that role for a lot of people, just like bringing people together. And, like, it's very clear a lot of people are passionate about this franchise, which is why the movie's doing so well. I have written down how much money this movie has made because it's, like, an obscene amount already. It's only been out for a few days. $100 million budget as of today, $678 million, and the weekend is not over. So I would imagine that will go up 
and over the that's next global few weeks, also yes uh, i would imagine over the next few weeks it might hit a billion which i do want to talk about later when we get into our final thoughts because i have some opinions on what that means for the cinema world as a whole but don't want to get into that too much here we did have a relatively interesting movie going experience <laughs> We saw it at our, our favorite theater, The Manor in Squirrel Hill here in Pittsburgh. And we may have made the mistake, maybe have, did not make the mistake of seeing it at like 1 p.m. on a Sunday. We saw a matinee. And the second we got into the theater, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a kid's movie on a Sunday matinee. Uh, there will be a lot of children here. And I think there were two or three groups of children that... Plus us. <laughs> plus us that were just yelling and having a great time. They weren't super distracting. I also no, they were pretty like well behaved. Deeply invested, but I did get a lot of enjoyment out of them, like what they found funny versus what I found funny. <laughs> like any time a character like got bonked, they would go, ah! <laughs> and it was very funny to me because it was not really funny at all. But yeah, that was entertaining. Highlight was the guy in front of us who, oh, when yeah. he went to sit down, like exploded into the chair. <laughs> he, he almost hit me from the chair in front of him. Rather than slowly lowering himself into the chair, he just walked to his seat, turned, and just let his whole body weight flop into the chair. <laughs> uh, I loved his energy. I think I was the closest to him, so I could hear him. He was talking the whole movie. <laughs> yes. Not loud enough to be like super distracting, but loud enough that I could hear him. I, I noticed him when... We got into the theater. I, I would imagine, just for some context, that he was likely on the autism spectrum, yeah. just based on his behavior. But his energy was absolutely beautiful. He walked in to the theater listening to music on wired earbuds. Earbuds, and he was just singing along. And he was like, he had like sheet music that he was singing along with. It was very cute. But then he walked up to the bar and was like. Can I get a double jack on the rocks? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I love cold. this man. He's so cold. And then he was like, this is this song. And he pointed out what song was playing. And the bartender was like, oh, thanks. I'll tell the, I'll tell the owner. They always like when they hear uh, that people like the music. And then he was like, it was my birthday last week. <laughs> and I was like, oh, happy birthday, Happy guy. birthday. Um, but that music thing is relevant because... This movie randomly had a bunch of like soundtrack crazy music, needle drops, like yeah. '80s music. Wait, are you going to change the topic? Because no, well, I need we'll, to we'll talk about this that guy more. later. Okay, this guy, every single time a song would play, he would be like, "That's this song," and at one point they played an ELO song, and he was like, "This is ELO. That's my dad's favorite band." And his dad was sitting right next to him, and I just saw his dad go, mm -hmm, "Yeah, mm, yeah, <laughs> yep." <laughs> I was dad like, loves ELO. I ELO. love this man. He kept he kept saying like. Womp womp. Oh, that's what I was going to say. He had a little... If I was with him in a group, dude, I would have been in stitches. Yes. Because especially whenever something like silly would happen, like a character would get bonked, it was always womp womp. <laughs> oh, yes. no. Yeah, I did love his energy very much. It, it really, truly added to the experience, yeah, I, it was I great. think. Shout out that guy. Shout You're out that great. guy. Did we like this movie? <laughs> Wyatt, I'm most curious to hear your thoughts. I mean... <laughs> You don't have to hold back. Of what I remember. Oh, yes. It is worth noting I did fall asleep in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Quite literally, the like the climactic part of this movie, I do not recall. It was fine. I think I was pleasantly surprised. Like This movie did not make me want to kind of claw my eyes out as I expected it would. Like I was 
going into this genuinely a little bit upset. I was about to spend like $7 on this. But then I went and I was like, okay, let's just be, let's just be open-minded and have a good time. And I think that it did well enough that I was like, I don't regret my time spent there. Mm-hmm. Highlight of the movie definitely goes that star that was just hammering those points about like how life is meaningless, essentially. Oh, yes. Um, that was a killer addition. Yeah, that was really, probably my favorite. Really odd. Incredibly but, dark for yeah. a children's movie. Yeah. And um, they even added that bro at the end of the movie I, I won't spoil it but it was like this movie just ended on a relatively happy note and then we're just going to make everyone depressed on the way out <laughs> it's like damn this is crazy for a kid's movie and it's also worth noting i have some feelings about a certain group of people you know Italians. Oh, yes. and it's just <laughs> Seen a whole movie glorifying that culture. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. It's really tough sometimes. Because it's like, I don't mind that lifestyle behind closed doors. <laughs> but, like, when this you put it in Italian my... Italian lifestyle for anyone when, that's listening. When you put it in my face like that, like, I have nowhere to turn. And it's just really upsetting. I don't think that that's something that we should be showing to our children. <laughs> You're out of control. <laughs> um... But you know, once Noted I Godfather hater, why? Yeah, I once I put my, um, I haven't seen it. I won't lie. Well, yeah, I wonder um, why. <laughs> <laughs> but once I put my my uh, preconceived notions aside, I had a good time. I'm glad to hear it, Brett. As soon as I saw a table full of a kind Italian family in this movie, I knew I was going to be in trouble during this podcast, <laughs> having to yeah. hear what Wyatt what Wyatt would have to say about the situation. Yeah. What was the question? Did I like the movie? What? What was your well, overarching feeling? Don't 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 maybe don't go into full detail about yeah, like how you left the movie, sure. but like what how'd you leave it? I I had a fun time with my friends. You know, it was enjoyable enough, kind of similar to what Wyatt felt. I noticed, in my opinion, from my perspective, a little bit of a lack of care go into the movie from the creation of it, with the mainly with the writing. I would mm-hmm. say, uh, just didn't really make me feel super like oh this franchise is being appreciated more like we're we know that we're gonna get a ton of money out of this franchise so let's just make it as quickly as possible like it wasn't that long ago that we learned that this was happening in the first place and then it was out and we were watching in a theater which makes me think that from the time of conception it was just rushed out pretty quickly and i i felt like that kind of bled into the the overall product of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, the writing, the directing, <laughs> mm, how does it hold up against Pulp Fiction? <laughs> but, <laughs> like, you know, because it's a kid's movie, it's, it's you know, on it from an established IP, which always has its own hurdles. Yeah. But, you know, like, I care a lot about the film industry. Movies are important to me. And I know that, like, movies that I saw at the age of children who are going to be seeing this movie had a profound impact on me and are really memorable to me because of their quality. And my concern is, okay, kids seeing the movie that could be considered subpar at that age might not, you know, have as fond memories about it as they grow up. And and that's my concern. No, I, I completely agree. Like, we hear a lot of discussion. I remember, I mean, this happens every time a kid's movie comes out, but it's especially prevalent 
with movies that like are for kids but then also have like a larger appeal in terms of like drawing in an older audience i i really noticed this with the sonic movie because there are people our age and even older that are really attached to that franchise where someone criticizes the movie for things that you're talking about like where's the plot the writing is stupid and the argument against that is like it's a kids movie just cut it some slack but i think you're absolutely right yes it's a kids movie it doesn't have to be this crazy high art but kids are not stupid they'll I've likely met some pretty dumb ones <laughs> they're likely still going to enjoy a bad movie just because there's a lot of stuff happening it's entertaining but just like you i've had some extremely impactful movies in my own life that were children's movies but they were mature enough to not treat kids like babies and to actually teach a message and to show like real problems and that's not really on display here it kind of is just a fun time at the movies yeah and my overarching thoughts were i did enjoy this it was fine but i have no desire to ever see it again yeah. i didn't really get anything out of it i would imagine if you're a big mario fan there's a lot here to enjoy, and we'll talk more about that in the spoilers, but the movie does a really good job of servicing the Mario fan that's in the audience. <laughs> not in Whoa. a sexual way. <laughs> um, not Some I, could have it in a sexual what, way. I don't, maybe. You shouldn't pigeonhole anybody. Was I asleep during that part? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to yuck anyone's yums, but it, I don't feel it was quite as successful, like you were saying, in terms of like, making a super compelling story. If you had absolutely no connection with this franchise, I don't really see what you would get yeah. out of this movie. And I would say too, like past what's generally considered like good or bad filmmaking, what I latch onto and I feel like what most people latch onto, especially with like meme culture in terms of older animated movies, is specifically like memorable moments. I remember this or that moment. So like if I say, you know, Bryce like what do you remember about Cars or Wyatt? What do you remember about Finding Nemo? Like, you might say the part where Guido, like, gets clutch at the pit stop. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody remembers that. And and Wyatt might say, like, oh, he touched the butt. Everybody remembers iconic. that because it was an iconic, memorable moment. I felt like the movie was lacking those moments that, mm -hmm. like, kids are going to remember in 20 years. Most of the, like, oh, that was a great moment was calling back to something that the franchise has already done. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like children's movies are at their best when they center around like a singular lesson too, mm -hmm. like whether it be the importance of family or like the literally any example you can find. I don't feel like that exists in this, like turtle bad, maybe. <laughs> but I feel like there is no teachable moment there. And that's where a lot of children's movies thrive and yeah. also like have a lot of lasting impact because you'll recall, oh, I learned this bit of morality mm -hmm. from this movie when I was like five or six. And it's just kind of like, this was just like, Hey, these are things that have happened in Mario video games. Don't you remember them? Yeah. Don't you remember these things? Isn't that good enough to enjoy them? These things that you did once. And it's like, it's fun. I mean, nostalgia works and like callbacks work. It's making near a billion dollars. Marvel's been doing it for yeah. a while. It clearly but works. That's like a little bit of what frustrates me. Like in watching this, I'm excited to see movies do well as a whole. I want people to be in the seats at movie theaters. Yeah. Uh, it's an integral experience in my lifetime is just going to movies. So I guess if seats are full, I'm happy. 
but it is frustrating to see a movie like this. This is like I'm going to compare an apple to an orange, but like a movie like this in which production, like Brett says, feels rushed. It's lacking in direction. There's a lot going on that is just kind of like uh, make a billion dollars when like my example would be like a movie like After Sun mm-hmm. is this absolute piece of genius. And it, like we couldn't see it in the theater yeah, uh, because it, it came out uh, in such a limited release. And while those serve two absolutely unequivocally different audiences, it's just come sometimes kind of frustrating to see what makes money in movies and how we could just kind of let really questionable art make a ton of money. Yeah. I mean, after all, all this time after After Sun coming out, after Oscar nominations and awards, it's only made $7 million, like, globally. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, it's hard to compare. To be positive about something to take from the movie <laughs> that I think is a good lesson... Yeah. One thing that I noticed that I think if if you could grab anything out of it would be the uh, relationship between Mario and Luigi. Yep, I completely is agree. Really, really wholesome, and I think has a long lasting, like, good message, mm-hmm. which is like the importance of family and brotherly love, and having taking, someone that's like your person, having someone that's your ride or die, taking care of other people. Mm-hmm. I felt like if there was a a strong healthy messaging for children that was one that i felt like they really knocked out of the park Mm -hmm. i I, and you know especially because it's like um this is maybe a bit of a stretch but i don't know we'll see how kids end up like looking back and remembering this but there's something to be said i feel about like masculinity and how that's often perceived in in media whereas like two two guys who hug each other a lot and tell each other how much they care and love about each other is gay. So we can't like, we can't have that. We're going to be immature, you know, and laugh about that. So that's something that kids are having to navigate in these like formative years is their shithead friends who are like insecure about themselves and wanting to make jokes about, you know, two, two boys who care about each other. So this was a really healthy example of, you know, being a boy. And being there for you boys. Uh, that's a really good point. I, there's more I want to draw out of that in the spoilers. I hadn't even considered that angle. I think that's a great point. Let's get into some spoilers. Before we do that, Brett, 20 seconds. What was this movie about? This is a movie about two Italian plumbers in their quest to find happiness and security in life. Uh- How about plot? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that was plot. What are you talking about? That's theme. Uh, okay, fine. Um, so our two favorite boys, mustachioed men who were green and also red, Mario and Luigi, they're brothers. They live in Brooklyn, Brooklyn. which first of all, that's in itself. That's funny. Um, <laughs> they live in a very w- real world rather than starting in the mushroom kingdom. They get sucked into a pipe and end up in this magical dream world that they couldn't ev- even imagine existed. And they run into tumultuous war zone that uh <laughs> bowser the koopa king is is raining down over the mushroom kingdom and they have to stop it because they're they're the heroes that the mushroom kingdom didn't know that they needed and uh it's all about it's all about love and family and taking care of your boys amen um yeah cool. <laughs> mario and luigi run around and jump on blocks and save the day that's true if you do not want to be spoiled for the Super Mario Brothers movie 2023, 
go watch it right now. It's in theaters. If you're listening to this around the time that this episode's coming out, if not, it's an Illumination movie. It will likely be on Netflix at some point in the future. I believe that's where the movies go. So if you are okay getting spoiled or you've already seen the movie, let's get into it. One thing that stood out to me here, in a lot of the Super Mario Brothers games, you kind of get this whole Mario's just kind of there, Princess Peach gets captured, captured by Bowser because he's in love with her or whatever, and then Mario is saving Peach from Bowser. and That's kind of the whole thing. But here, I at least appreciated, kind of switches that up a little bit. It's not really concerned with, like, getting Peach back or anything like that. It's kind of just Mario and Luigi are separated. Luigi's technically captured by Bowser, but, like, that wasn't Bowser's intention either. And Peach is kind of a badass in this movie. Like, she teaches Mario everything that he needs to know to survive in the Mushroom Kingdom. So, how do you feel about that? It was a really cool storyline. I mean, like, yeah, I, I felt like the writing overall faltered a little bit, but in terms of the actual story that we followed, I really enjoyed it. I felt like it was solid. It was entertaining enough to see what was going to happen, and I felt like it... Uh, it served the characters all really well in their respective characteristics. You know, like Luigi is the faltering kind of like goofball who has like growing up to do. And Peach is like somebody who normally would need to be saved, but like also has these awesome badass qualities. I did think it was interesting that they strayed from the usual plot line of the Peach needs to be saved deal. I thought it served a good purpose. I thought that the whole arc of reuniting them together was a sweet little sweet little tale i thought the whole bowser needs to marry peach part was like just such a random addition is that like canon per se in the games okay yeah damn romance is crazy (laughs) and uh bowser's a a little simp in this movie it's kind of you missed the best part of the movie oh yes i meant to ask you guys about this i stepped out for 20 seconds to get a kleenex because my nose was running and i apparently missed something big it was they let like Jack Black go like full tenacious D. What? And so it's it was like a like a nineteen eighty style like piano montage of him singing about Peach. He sings? Yeah, yeah he he like, I missed it. Do you remember when he's at the piano? Yeah. Uh he you just came in when he stopped singing at the no. piano. That's what you missed. It was like so you're like sad. worth watching after because it was probably my favorite funniest scene in the movie. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, Jack Black. I actually I'd like to talk more about the casting because I actually thought he did an excellent job. Like, I genuinely think if I didn't know that that was Jack Black, I would have no idea that that was him, which is often the staple of good voice acting, especially like in a cartoony style movie like this, where you're playing like this caricature of a person, or in this case, a big demon turtle. But like, this cast is insane. I'm just going to take a second to read through this. Chris Pratt, and we can like, stop and talk about any of these people but chris pratt is mario anya taylor joy is princess peach carly day is luigi jack black is bowser sebastian maniscalco the comedian plays spike do you know who spike is yeah he's a little guy with the spike he had the um on the cart the cart the clamps okay that's what i thought but i was not sure when i read that casting keegan michael key was toad which that was also pretty good Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. <laughs> uh, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. I, I want to start at Seth Rogen because that felt like just the most ridiculous piece of casting that I could think of for this movie. But the second I saw Donkey Kong, or rather heard Donkey Kong, 
through Seth Rogen's laugh. <laughs> I was like, never mind. I'm in. I'm in. This Trout. is great. Yeah, I thought the casting was pretty phenomenal all around. I do think that Charlie Day's Luigi was hilarious because he didn't like stray from his normal voice no. at all. So I was just listening and I was like, this is the man from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, this is Charlie the whole time. That was all I could see. Brett's celebrity uh, lookalike. Yeah, I get that fairly often. Although I get Post Malone a lot more often. I, think I see Charlie Day more, but both I've, are fine to look like, I think. Being fucking ranked right now? <laughs> no, you don't, you think don't he look looks like, like Charlie Day? Look at me. Okay, maybe <laughs> a little bit. That's crazy. Um, I'm an expert of bird law. <laughs> oh, milk steak. I, when I, the first thing that I heard about the Super Mario Brothers movie, whenever. It got, I don't know if it was announced or leaked. Mm-hmm. Whenever it was making circles online the first time was when I read the cast. And I was looking through who was playing who. And I, it seemed like I was getting punked with every single. Genuinely. Every single cast choice that I saw. And I was like, man, I, I had a pretty negative reaction to it. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. Um, And I think I even, I, I wasn't super optimistic even today before i went into it it was all great yeah. like i think <laughs> the only like real questionable ones were anya taylor joy as peach and fred armison i really didn't love his performance but like i feel like you could chalk that up to directing or whatever my problem with the casting choices was like oh how are you going to make <laughs> keegan michael key into toad like yeah. that just doesn't even make sense from like unimaginative like i can't even see how that would would work out but then like that was the part that i feel like they actually really nailed Mm -hmm. with the casting was like somehow it was really cohesive and it's like oh yeah of course seth rogan is donkey Kong. yeah i actually disagree i really liked Anya taylor joy now granted you're in love with her. i'm in love with her so i'm probably (laughs) biased but just the sound of her voice does stuff to me so (laughs) what stuff yeah we were in a movie theater with a lot of children my heart flutters and i i fall Dick flutter. Gross. <laughs> That's Gross. a cartoon woman. Disgusting. <laughs> Most notably, and I feel like we have to talk about this, would be Mario himself because, I mean, there was so much conversation about Chris Pratt as Mario, literally just from the, like, the one line of dialogue that he had in the trailer. People were already upset about it. And, like, which is wild because people really like Chris Pratt. People really hate Chris Pratt. People also really hate Chris Pratt. People used to really like Chris Pratt and no longer like him. The liberals don't like him. Speak for them on this podcast. (laughs) But, I don't know, they they had to make a clear choice. Every time Mario speaks in the games, he has that ridiculous Italian accent. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was you doing an Italian accent. I'm realizing you're just Give a trigger warning to why before you say Italian, please. The Um, I word. Yes, the I word. Um, he doesn't really talk a whole lot in the games. He kind of just has those like quips and voice lines. I I I don't really think that would have worked for a full feature length movie where he has the majority of the dialogue. So he's kind of just doing Chris Pratt's voice, like he just sounds like a normal guy. And then they work in the fun little pieces, like he'll say "Let's go" or something like that. And it it like kind of ties in well. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was incredible. He was probably my least favorite of the voice acting, but it wasn't bad enough that I was, like, distracted or anything. Yeah, whenever you walked out, you missed about three times of 
Mamma Mia. <laughs> uh, I didn't love the repetition of the Mamma Mia thing. It, it, it felt like it was supposed it. to be funny, and it was just not. Who played the star? Who is the, the... Oh, that's a great question. I wish I knew the star's name. That would help. Well, I don't think that it, the star is like a canon Mario character. It's no, not one that I recognize. I, would, I thought it was from Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah. No, oh, that might be true. Rosalie I didn't play it. Like, star that she Yeah. Either way, for those that haven't seen the movie but have listened this far, when Luigi gets captured, he's like thrown in this dungeon over lava and they all have their little individual prison cells and they're locked there and some appear to have been there for quite some time. And there's this star that's voiced by what appears to be a child just repeating off the most like nihilistic things you've ever heard talking about how like they crave the sweet release of death. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> um, and it was like ridiculous but it's really funny so whoever was like we need to include this points to him for that yeah which that was your favorite scene just well like that whole bit Mm -hmm. reoccurring was really funny which speaking of like random dark things like that there are so many points in this movie that like if i saw this at four or five i would have been scared shitless that's facts dude the zombie like the bones guys i forget their names Dry bones. Um, dry, yeah, bones. dry bones. Those dudes coming out of the earth to grab Luigi. Dude, yeah. I would have been sobbing. My mom would have had to take me out of the movie theater. It's happened really frequently. I never saw up in theaters because I got <laughs> no. too sad. After the first scene, I cried so That's hard we had to leave. It was a repeated, repeated issue uh, in my childhood. I'd go to movies and then my parents would be like, if it's sad, we still have to stay and see the whole thing. <laughs> then I'd cry so loud that they'd have to take me out of the theaters and we could. But either way, this movie would have scared the heck out of me as a five-year-old. Yeah, I had similar thoughts during that scene. One thing that I... One reason why I'm grateful that Illumination did this movie is they have, like... I feel like they have a little bit more free reign with the kinds of themes that they can do. Like, there's a real sense of mortality in the movie, which seems like a crazy thing to say. But, like... But, like... (laughs) It's not obviously graphic at any point mm. but like i think i think some of these beings like actually die in this yeah. movie <laughs> like there's a really funny scene where bowser flamethrowers a uh, a koopa and he turns into a dry bone mm-hmm. it's like that was funny that dude's dead yeah dry bones are dead so. <laughs> there's like there was like a noticeably like graphic or like i don't know violent go-kart crash <laughs> yeah. from a banana the that huge is like, explosion the huge explosion where it's like oh yeah i'm pretty sure that guy died yeah <laughs> yeah and like bowser himself even like explicitly is like i'm going to kill this person yeah or you are going to die yeah which for a kid's movie is like pretty explicit it made it feel a lot more serious with the stakes as mm-hmm. far as like obviously we know that luigi's not really going to die yeah. but it's like for a kid, maybe it's now a little bit more serious. Like, oh, it's he scary. might. There's, yeah. like, a good chance that people walked into that movie with their kids, didn't realize I was in there, and then had to explain the concept of death to their children, <laughs> which is hilarious. Mommy, what's nihilism? Like, <laughs> I remember that topic came up watching my dad play the King Arthur video game. I'm not familiar with this game. Oh, it was one of my favorite video games of my childhood. First off, great movie. We should watch that as, like, a house sometime. Which? The King Arthur with um, Kira Knightley. Oh, okay. Um. But uh, in playing the video game, I'd be like, those guys are on the ground. What's going on? My parents told me, quote, <laughs> they are going to their mommies to rest. And that was until <laughs> I was old enough to understand the concept of death. Uh, how <laughs> I processed that. 
that traumatizing. Is, yeah, no, I think I hate what your mom said in that situation. <laughs> They're going to their mommies to, to rest. Like, to that's rest like up to fight some more. terrifying. <laughs> that's fair. Hey, man. I've talked about Alex Jones, Charlie Kirk, and how I came to terms with the concept of death on the Super Mario Bros. <laughs> podcast. We're, we're I'm a loose today. cannon. Love that. Also, the Mariners are throwing a perfect game, like right now. Wyatt is missing a perfect game out of the Mariners. Oh, if it gets if it gets into the seventh or eighth inning, I will not be. <laughs> uh, Brett, I want to talk about that masculinity thing that you were talking about. I think it's a really good point. One thing that I noticed a, like a lot throughout this movie was how like Bowser is almost like this cliche of toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> like he just he has to be domineering and he shows his insecurities by being violent. He's only going to get this woman by bullying her. Yes, like he he it's clear his only real motivation here is not to take over the world like you might get from some supervillains. It's just to find happiness with the person that he likes. Yeah, he, he like, gets foiled at some point, and he was like, I was almost happy! Yes. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and in and, and the fight scene at the end, he's like, you need to feel my pain. Yeah. Like, this poor guy is just sad, and the movie is showing, like, hey, this is maybe not how you express those emotions. Because... It doesn't make anyone feel good, and you don't actually get anywhere with them. Bowser is incel coded, literally. <laughs> but like, like you were saying, like Mario and Luigi offer like a really good foil to that. Like they're the opposite of yeah. what men should do with these like considered non-masculine emotions. Like it, they don't hold back. They give each other hugs. They tell each other they love them. They that they love each other. They hold each other. <laughs> like, it, it's very sweet. <laughs> All the things we do. In this All the things that we do. There's a reason why Mario... Mario. There's a reason why Brett and Wyatt are sitting so close to each other. If you could only see underneath this table. <laughs> <laughs> Can't post that Good on Lord. YouTube. Any, anything you guys want to mention before we get into some of the categories? This is a really reasonable runtime. Whenever we mm. were just about yeah. to sit down, I was like, man, I hope that this is not... A two and a half hour long movie. It's only ninety six minutes, so it was very. Um, Donkey Kong is a daddy. Uh, I, I really like that creative decision that they went with. Wow, when he like, the the visual visual people can see this when he like, put his tie over his shirt or over his <laughs> bicep and like flexed it to the beat of the Donkey Kong song. That was crazy. Yeah, whenever he. <laughs> He unzipped his pants and took his penis out. I couldn't <laughs> believe that it was happening. In, in a kid's movie, too. Yeah, I have some, like, questions for the class at the end, but it's just, like, general that. notes, I think. I'm still... General notes? I served under him in World <laughs> War II. This guy. Let's do Bryce's a nerd fun fact corner first. Frankly, uh, I really struggled to find fun facts about this movie. Literally everything was just... This is a thing in the movie that tied into this deep cut Nintendo thing, which I actually do appreciate. Like, it was clear. So, like, people from Nintendo actually served as producers on here, which I will talk about more in a second. But, like, it was clear that somebody cared enough to be like, look at this thing that most people won't even notice. Like, every billboard in the in the movie is a reference every game that they show like video game is a reference there are a bunch of references which 
in my opinion, they may have put too much energy into that and not enough into the writing or the plot, but that's where a lot of the fun facts were. One small thing, I don't know if you guys have seen the photos of the premiere for this movie, but everyone went in like dresses and suits inspired by their characters. It was fun. I think that was I did not catch that. Send me that sometime. Charlie Day and uh what's his ass? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. What's his went in like red and green suits, respectively. They look good. Dope. That was a fun fact. Great fun fact. (laughs) Yeah, that was killer. My fun fact is that I have a I bought it for about a hundred bucks like a year ago. A gun. We're going to get a gun for 100 bucks these days. It's not like it used to be. I have a little, like, handheld emulation device that just has, like, a lot of classic Nintendo games. Like, I play Pokemon in mm-hmm. there sometimes. They have a bunch of Mario games. And one time I was scrolling through, there's a lot of random stuff on there. Because it's just, like, you can fit a ton of those games on, a, to like, a yeah. relatively small memory card. There was one that was called Super Mario SNES hack and i was like that's weird so i loaded it up and it was just regular super mario brothers but whenever mario was small his dick fell out <laughs> he was a what he a little pixelated penis <laughs> that's insane <laughs> that i could not have been prepared for no, no, that's not. a fun fact. that is a fun fact thank you do you Brett. still have that later uh yeah i do we could we could load it up at some point I need to see that this last of the moon content <laughs> on Pornhub.com. Yeah. The last bit that I actually think is interesting, are you guys familiar with the other Super Mario Brothers movie? The, like, live-action yeah. one? Live-action, like, 1993. one of the worst movies of all time. Yep. I'm yeah. just gonna... I, I want to show you guys what Bowser looks like in that movie. Oh, I remember. Maybe like a dude painted. Uh, <laughs> because it is, frankly, terrifying. And this whole movie, like Wyatt said, is, like, regarded as one of the worst movies ever. And this is important because not only was it critically regarded as a horrible movie, it also made, like, no money. It lost Nintendo money. But Nintendo did not have much of a hand in the production of that movie in the same way that they did with this new movie. There has not been a Nintendo movie since 1993. Yeah, I was going to say whenever the title cards were coming up in the... I don't think it's technically considered a title card. Whenever they show production the cards. production yeah, cards, whatever, cards. from the studios... At the beginning of the movie, when they showed Nintendo, it was hard for me to wrap my mind around mm-hmm. that, okay, this is like, they are a movie production studio to some degree. Now. Yeah. It was really weird to me. And I, I think that that's sort of why they were able to get all of those like crazy deep cuts, like because people from Nintendo that care about Nintendo were like, yeah, we can't mess this up again. <laughs> they had their hands in every... They had their hands in every step of that process, likely, and seemed to really care that the movie that they made here was at least successful. Yeah. I would imagine Nintendo does not have people on hand that are really great at writing a crazy, compelling plot. I mean, frankly, that's not even present in the Mario games. (laughs) So, like, maybe that wasn't their concern, but Nintendo made a successful movie. That's already apparently clear, and it's only becoming more successful, so. Yeah, well. We should have a watch along for that movie sometime. That would be Especially because Wyatt hasn't seen it. It's very fun. I wonder time. if it's streaming anywhere. I mean, I've never seen it. Oh, you've never seen it? Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen Why? it. <laughs> Why did you see that? I'm a fan of the franchise. What do you That's want from crazy. me? No, um, it's just like, I knew. It was one of those, like, it's so bad, it's good that I know that I'm going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. So one night I just like threw it on. That's great. I love that. 
Wyatt, would you like to introduce your category? <laughs> hey guys, our category is very very fitting to my brand. Uh, mine is uh, why it's a pretentious asshole nitpick corner. Amen. Noted nitpick number one, because of the lack of Wario and Waluigi in this movie. Oh, I didn't even think of that. We were not granted the God-given role of Danny DeVito as Wario, <laughs> and I've never no. wanted anything more in my life, and they didn't give it to me. So now I like kind of hope for a sequel, but I also don't because I don't want to watch it. <laughs> we but, didn't hear one. <clears throat> I yeah. was going to say, I don't mean to steal the thunder on what you're talking about right now, but there is going to be a sequel, like, especially if we get even close to a billion dollars, like, yeah. there's no stopping it. Yeah, absolutely. If you can print money, why not print more? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what I've always wait, said. Wait, okay, wait. I have a serious question about the logistics of the economy of the Mushroom Kingdom, <laughs> because we, we see at one point, they just have a line of blocks, yes. and they're just, like, standing there punching them. To get coins. Like, do those fund their economy? Do those fund their markets? Because if you have an infinite supply of it, what is the value of it? Mushroom Kingdom I'm so confused. is probably not capitalist. I'm assuming? Because maybe they, to each their need, to each their coin punch, you know? Well, it is a monarchy. We know that. Yeah. That's true. And it could be a... Is the Mushroom Kingdom a fascist regime? <laughs> because they didn't look notably happy. To be punching those blocks, they look like they were forced. No, nah, they seem like, like they were having a great they time. They seem like no, happy. The one they was seem like, like happy sweating guys. his ass off, and he looked like what? he needed a break. Are you say never... you say that anytime you sweat, you're not having a good time. This man's never enjoyed manual labor before. <laughs> but either yeah, who way, knows, who knows about the logistics of the Mushroom Kingdom economy? Uh, do you guys have uh, nitpicks here and there? I got a couple. Well, I was gonna say, I feel like in the same vein, I have questions about the Mushroom Kingdom infrastructure. Which seems to be just all fucking over the place. <laughs> That's real. Because Mario almost falls off of like a non-OSHA approved uh, transportation system. Like a skybridge situation. Because it moves for no reason. Yeah. And for whatever reason they're like just not. Just a bridge. There, there's a moment where he, he almost falls off because it's two like floating platforms that like meet in the middle. Rather than just one big floating platform that goes that takes you across. to your destination. Yeah, so like you have to jump for no reason. Every single thing in the in the kingdom means that you have to be like a what's it called? A parkour, parkour athlete guy, yeah. to just get anywhere. And I, I don't buy those, the I don't buy that the toads are. I know that those toads, those little stumpy motherfuckers, aren't <laughs> jumping everywhere like that. I, nobody in the society has a degree in urban planning. It's very evident. Very, very evident. We <laughs> um, need to get some people on that. Absolutely. Send some recent grads in there. They'll make some walkable streets, perhaps <laughs> some tree-lined blocks. We're good to go. Can we gentrify the Mushroom <laughs> Kingdom? Quick, someone put in a $7 a cup <laughs> coffee shop right in that joint. You uh, get some 20-year-old white people in there ASAP. Mushroom coffee's booming. Shroom coffee. Yeah. Is it actually? Did yeah. I <laughs> did not know about it. Apparently it has a bunch of like health benefits. Mushroom coffee would be cheap. No, but it's called mushroom coffee. I've never had it, nor have I seen it, but I get ads for it. But if it's made with mushrooms, it's tea. I would assume it's not made with mushrooms. But I think it extra incorporates in mushroom it. into the coffee grounds. We're going to do some research. <laughs> uh, while he's doing that, I've got another nitpick. At the end, the part that Wyatt slept through, they miraculously... <laughs> oh, yeah, the climax of the movie? They miraculously end up back in Brooklyn and have this, like, Avengers-esque 
fight with the big bad and just destroy entire blocks of Brooklyn. Brooklyn is just empty for some reason. There's not a person in sight except for the one guy that we met earlier in the movie and Mario and Luigi's family that just happened to be on this block. But Brooklyn, which is like one of the most densely populated places in our country, is just empty until after they beat the guy. And then all of a sudden everyone is there to congratulate Mario and Luigi. It doesn't make any sense. And I was like, why are we, why is this movie even in Brooklyn? If we're not going to show any of the good parts about Brooklyn, like the thriving culture and all of the people in Brooklyn. Like what, what is the point? So Mario has a New York accent. Does he? Exactly. Well, he's got an Italian accent. You could, you could make a claim. <laughs> that's, that's a Wyatt-esque take right there. But either way, that mushroom coffee thing, it's blended with real coffee. So Pass. that's a crazy take. Moving on. Any other nitpicks? I got some more. No, I'm chilling. My nitpick is that the movie wasn't good. <laughs> uh, we are already kind of talked about this, but I really liked the score. I thought it did a good job of incorporating like bits and pieces from the games that you know and love, but like making it a little bit more cinematic. I thought that that was good. I mentioned this already, but I hated the soundtrack that was in this movie for no reason. Every single song was good. That's not my point. They had the Beastie Boys in there. You can the Beastie shut Boys were there. Yellow was was there. I love these songs. That's that dude's dad's it did favorite not band. Fit tonally with this movie at all. Yeah, it I was thinking the took same me out thing. Of it. I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, man. I love that we're listening to Take On Me <laughs> yeah. right now uh, because it's one of my favorite songs. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. Uh, lastly, this is not so much a nitpick as just an issue with the whole movie, and we've already kind of touched on it. But like the only real character development that we get here is from Mario and Luigi, and it is so bare bones and basic. Dry bones, even. I would I would go so far as to call it dry bones. I do get that this is a kid's movie, but... It's so reliant on you already having a relationship with every single one of these characters that they're just like, they show a character, and then they do a thing that that character does, and then we like it. But outside of Mario and Luigi, we don't really get any background or like dialogue that tells you anything about who these characters are other than like Bowser is sad and Peach is nice. And it's like... It, I would care so much more about this movie if I was getting invested in these characters in a way that wasn't just like, I already like this character. I already like Bowser. I like to play him in Super Smash Brothers. And so it's fun to see him on screen. Yeah. That was very frustrating. And I, I, I genuinely think like it's not asking too much of this movie to be to put some care into like writing complex characters. It's not like that's going to go over a child's head. No, I... I wish that I couldn't agree, but I I feel like I can agree. Uh, there was a scene where we got to see baby Mario and baby Luigi, which was really cool, especially because they were true to the, like, Nintendo character, baby Mario, baby Luigi. Mm -hmm. They looked like they were pulled straight from Mario Kart. And so that was exciting. I was I was excited for yeah, that. I like that. And then it ended up being, like, a really lame-ass piece of exposition that, like, a toddler could have written. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, had to be, like, crazy judgmental of the movie, but I don't know. I wanted something better. Yeah, and, like, I I said Mario and Luigi are the ones that are getting the only exposition and character background, but I didn't like any of it. 
My least favorite part of the movie was the beginning of the movie before they got into the Mushroom Kingdom. And, like, you kind of need that within the context of this movie to establish, like, Mario and Luigi are very close, they would do anything for each other, and they don't really connect with their family. Like, their family's not really there for them, and they try to tie that in with Bowser, I think, right? They don't have someone that loves them or something like that. I can't remember. Not picking up. Mario connects down. with somebody because oh, Donkey Kong. Mario connects with Donkey yeah, Kong because yeah, yeah. Donkey Kong doesn't feel like super loved by his father. But like everything they're showing me, both in the beginning parts of the movie to establish all this, and then when they do those flashbacks, it's just kind of boring. Yeah. Like if you're enjoying this movie, it's likely all of the fun stuff that's happening and you don't really get any of that. It's not particularly interesting to me. So I, I was really like not looking forward to the rest of the movie after the first like 25, 30 minutes. It did pick up, but I don't know. I didn't like any of well, the Can we just talk stuff. about best scene, worst scene? Yeah. Because I feel like I have something to say about Please. the first 15 minutes, which is that my worst scene is immediately after actually a bit that I really liked, which was the Super Mario Bros. plumbing commercial. I <laughs> thought that was really yeah. funny. Immediately after that, when we see Mario and Luigi in their, like... The family dinner scene? No, not that. Oh. When they're in the, the diner, and um, we see them in their, like, New York element for the first time. We're being introduced to them. It's just really on the nose, the kinds of bits that they do to mm -hmm. let us know that this is Mario and Luigi and they're Italian plumbers. And this is a thing that they did from the game. It's like, yeah. in, in three seconds, Mario was like, Yahoo, Mamma Mia, oh, it's it me. It yeah. yeah, it's like, it's just completely out of control. <laughs> Least favorite scene for me. What? Least favorite scene? Hmm, probably the dinner scene. Just too many of them, you know? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, I actually agree. For a different uh, reason or the for same? For a reason that's reason. not racist. Um, it's not <laughs> racist. <laughs> we, we need Because it isn't racist because they are white, but we need to have a name for Italophobia. Yeah. That was just something I've seen so many times before. Like, the family doesn't believe in the guy, and it upsets them. It's like, it's so spread out, and they weren't doing anything unique. So, I don't know. That was tough to watch. And also, if they were Italian... Why I didn't like that. I could really go for some spaghetti right now. Good news. I have seven extra pounds. Wow. We had a party here last night, and why who's never cooked pasta before did not know that a okay, little bit of pasta goes a long way. I have repeated pasta nights. I've never cooked <laughs> pasta for a large group of people, yeah. and I didn't know how many nudes I would need, you know? Why well, doesn't wrong. like Italians, but don't, don't uh, insult his pasta game. Yeah, my pasta game's crazy. This reminds me of Donald Trump in 2016 trying to win back points with the Latino community, being like, I love Mexican food. Look at this bowl of Mexican food. I got food. this bowl here. My Mexican chef, who I love very much, made this for me. Yeah, I'm not trying to win back any, any favor. <laughs> Frankly, I want more enemies. But either way, my spaghetti game, crazy. I got compliments. I, got, I, I used the good meatballs from Trader Joe's yesterday. Good my, meatballs. My balls went over well. Um, As they do. Where does one get the bad meatballs? Target. I don't know. <laughs> Best scene in the movie is the peaches bit, the the song from Bowser. Can't believe that. Uh, it's um, a real shame. It is funny, and it was clear that they're like, "Hey, Jack Black, do that thing that you do <laughs> when um, you write a song." I did see that that song was they 
put that in contention for best original song for the Oscars. <laughs> so it's it's possible we might see that next that year at the, the Oscars. It, well, it's also about thirty seconds, so it would be tough to make. I was about to play. say, like, I literally missed. You walked, I walked out, out for thirty seconds. The door and closed the and it started, and the door opened literally as he hit the last. God one. dang it! You timed it perfectly to miss exactly that and nothing else it started off like i i made the decision to stand up to blow my nose on on the backs of what i assumed was going to be a like montage of them traveling apparently not apparently i missed something crucial um any other notes before we get into our final thoughts this movie's not all that complex there's not a whole lot oh we didn't do best scenes I just did mine. Yeah, we all kind of threw out like a best worst scene. All right. If you have a best scene. I uh, really liked the DK introduction. Mm. It was really entertaining. That was, was the most uh, Super Smash Brothers-esque yeah. scene, which I did appreciate because that's my favorite Mario franchise. Yeah, whenever there's a phenomenon that people just like to see other people be good at things, so to see Donkey Kong, who's a character that I like a lot, mm-hmm. just be the dude. Just the guy that everybody loves and is Facts. just a badass was really, really fun. And the actual, like, the fight choreography was surprising. It was good. interesting. And they, they incorporated, I mean, this was a theme throughout pretty much the whole movie. They incorporated things really well from games. But, I mean, I'm a big Super Smash Brothers fan. And so to see Donkey Kong actually using his moves from that yes. game, that, like, a lot of things that Super Smash Brothers uses are made up for super smash brothers like they're not things that the characters do in their like source material so like when donkey kong does the like the clap yeah like that's his smash attack and it was it was fun to see a few different times that the characters did that thing i enjoyed that all right now i feel fine moving on also the the dk donkey Donkey kong Kong. that song hits i used to have a uh i don't remember if it was in that game specifically but one of my favorite mario games that i've ever had was for the GameCube. I don't remember the name of this game, but it was a Donkey Kong game. It was maybe like Donkey Konga. The yeah. controller was literally a, a bongo. You like tapped right to, to go to the right on the platform, and you tapped left to go to the left, and you smacked them both to do like an attack, or you it incorporated clapping. It was a platformer, but also like a musical game that had like musical sequences, like Guitar Hero type stuff. It was wild. I never played it. A, a but... lot of fun. I, I would get down with Why that. Why it looks very confused. There's, like, those random games like that that always, like, came with some random attachment. Those are, mm-hmm. like, early 2000s, yeah. late 1990s thing. Peripherals are what um, those are called. Do you guys ever play uh, Pokemon Snap? That's my best example <laughs> no, of one I of those. Uh, I've seen it, but I've never Cam- played Yeah, it. the one that comes with, like, a fake digital camera, and you yeah. just take pictures of them. <laughs> Weird concept. Yeah. Did you see the, Mar- no, did you see the Sonic movie? Yes. The first one. Did you see the Sonic? Movie? I did not. Okay, so sorry, this is a little bit more for me and Bryce. Don't look. I won't. Mario franchise movie versus Sonic franchise movie. First time they were like on the big screen in a mm-hmm. big way. Which was better? Ooh, that's a good question. While you think about it, I'll say that I, I think that I liked the Sonic movie better. I had a better experience of the Sonic movie. Yeah, I mean Sonic certainly had the the charisma of um What's his name? I'm horrible with names. It's embarrassing. Dr. Eggman played him. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. It had him just just eating. I, I do think I liked the Mario movie more. I felt like they were both kind of lacking in terms of plot and character development. Yeah. And I am much more attached to the Mario franchise than the Sonic franchise. And so that might be entirely it. I feel like if I were to 
assign an objective score to those two movies, which I don't do, they would be about on the same level. Yeah. Just thinking about like thinking about the movies critically. I feel like they're probably on par, so it kind of just comes down to me towards which franchise I like more. Um so yeah. Here's one thing to consider. In a Sonic movie, the main character Sonic, he flosses twice. That's true. And nobody flossed even one time in the Mario movie. <sighs> You're making this hard for me, Brett. <laughs> That's tough. There were a lot more memorable moments that I, I had in the Sonic movie that I can look back and point at it like, I enjoyed that, or I laughed audibly there. Mm-hmm. I guess it's going to matter, like, the time that it takes for the Mario movie to sit with me to really realize how they compare. But if I'm just taking it at face value, how mm-hmm. I feel... It's probably the Sonic movie that I, you know, that's fair. I liked better. You have any thoughts as <laughs> the person who did not watch the Sonic movie? No. Okay, great. Amen. My next question is: Does the film, in a general sense, is it going to have like staying power in you know mainstream canon? Are we going to be talking about this movie? Like, or as are kids going to be talking about this movie a lot when they get older? Give me if I've said this before. No. <laughs> uh, I have a take about this, and this kind of gets into my final thoughts here. I want the answer to be no, because I don't think it's a good enough movie to warrant that. However, I think my my thoughts that I left this movie thinking were, damn, this is about to be the start of something big. <laughs> Nintendo was very hesitant to get into movies. This movie has been very successful and Nintendo have a very, very large bank of IP that they could draw from. Some that I would be more excited to see than others. I think Pokemon, Samus is a really cool character. Zelda, that whole... Zelda movies are often even pretty like story-driven, so that could be cool. But I'm nervous that this movie will be successful enough for Nintendo that it's just going to become another Marvel yeah, be a cash cow. Every single big movie that comes out in a year is now going to be a Disney franchise or a Nintendo franchise. Like I can see Nintendo starting to put out a movie every year, and they're going to be on that that list of highest grossing they're films. They're making a big push with Super Mario World. Yeah, like it's. Who was that? What you were going to say? Disrespected the fucking raising your hand. That's <laughs> I'm crazy. So sorry. That's true. Um, it's a doggy dog had, world on the last Wyatt had his podcast. hand right, raised and Brett <laughs> just said, I'm sorry. Talking. That was disrespectful. It's okay. I am afraid. And maybe not so afraid. I could enjoy this too. I think this opens the gates. Video game, uh, like movies ba- based on video game IP have been struggling in the past for the most part. Almost never good. This is the first big success. This begs the question, when do we get the Fortnite movie? Wow. <laughs> because it feels like that would be the natural progression. It's like they make so much money right now anyways. It's what everyone's obsessed with. If Epic Games sees that, sees Mario do well, and they're like, hey, wait, we have such massive staying power now. What if we wanted a few extra million dollars? <laughs> I feel like we're two to three years out from a Fortnite. That's what I have to say on the subject. I'll be there opening night. I mean, if it happens, I'll be there. Catch me at Tilted Towers, <laughs> where, where I will be watching the Fortnite movie in five years. I, what? Is there Fortnite lore? Oh, my God. There's a lot of Fortnite lore. There's really? You down on your Fortnite lore? You're not keeping up? Dude, I haven't it's played insane. Fortnite since season one. There's like a multiverse. There's like, it's crazy. 
I actually, I don't know anything about it. I just know that it's something that kids still keep up with. This is insane to me. This man said kids derogatorily as if I did not win a game yesterday. Are you playing Fortnite right now? It's like still phenomenal. Wow. They like redid the whole like, graphic system for this season. So it like looks beautiful. I did too. redownload it when they got rid of the <clears throat> building because that was always like the biggest barrier to entry mm-hmm. to me when I was like, I moved on from Fortnite. It was hard to get back into it because like you had to be good at building to be good at the game. But then when they got rid of that, I was like, sure, I'll give it a try. You guys should both redownload, and then we should play one game as a trio, and then you'll all be hooked together. I would do that. We'll have our skill-based matchmaking, and we'll be playing against absolute trash cans, and we'll win. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, anything to get a victory royale. I want to I put that shit on my Snapchat story. <laughs> I, got, I remember getting my first one, and my hands were shaking so bad that the, the photo of this like, victory royale screen was blurry. And uh, <laughs> in all caps, I just said, oh my god. As it if really I just won the fucking iconic, Olympics. An iconic period of life. Some of my best memories from high school were going over to my friend's house and like doing essentially a LAN party mm-hmm. and playing Fortnite together till it's 4 a.m. my favorite video game of all time. Like, I'm pretty comfortable in saying that because That's of the wild. memories associated with it. That's fair. My freshman year of college, we would do that. We would move all four TVs into one room. The fans from the Xboxes would get so hot <laughs> that the room would be like 10 degrees up. We all lived on the same floor but would sleep in the same room. That's that's. And we'd uh, have a slumber been... party. No, I was going to say that was like camp. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were literally all like two rooms apart, but we would sleep eight people and in blazing hot rooms yeah. <laughs> that's such as life but either way Fortnite movie coming soon i'll be there all right my last thing that i have here is if you had to take the movie that we just watched the super mario brothers ip movie if you had a change to be directed by somebody else who would you rather have direct the super mario brothers movie i mean i don't even know who these directors are Give me a Wes Anderson Mario Damn Bros. It. movie. Damn yeah, it. yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Speaking of, his new movie looks like it's going to be phenomenal. Um, Give me either him or... Hmm. Give me an Ari Aster-directed <laughs> Super Mario Bros. movie that is the scariest, the scariest thing you've ever seen. Just like an absolutely... Like, they take the Mario IP... And then make a horror movie that makes you like piss yourself in theaters. It's incredible. So these directors are relatively relevant. I appreciate that they all have experience working with directed or uh, animated movies. Aaron Horvath made the Teen Titans Go movie, which I did not see, but I heard was actually like pretty good. Pierre Leduc, very French name. Probably because he's French. They get a pass from me. Has made my two. I only like two Illumination movies. One of them is the first Despicable Me. And I did not hate the Grinch movie mm. that they did. You didn't like the Minions movie? No. The soundtrack, my brother in Christ. Uh, the soundtrack. There's more to using a soundtrack than just giving you music that you like to listen to. Goodbye to Love by Phoebe Bridgers on uh, that is an all-time banger. They didn't use any of it in the movie, though. That's okay. But yeah, these directors have some experience doing stuff that I've never seen. But yeah, I don't know if I have a take on the director that I want. I mean, like... If I'm thinking what would work for a Mario movie, I do like your like whimsical take. Yeah. That might just be my answer. That's a cop-out. But... Give me Michael Bay Super that Mario Brothers be awesome. movie. Because there's a lot of action in this, and there's a lot of explosions. that do Like a surprising amount of explosions, mm-hmm. considering how little explosions tend to happen in the Super Mario yeah. Brothers world. 
Uh, I think Michael Bay could have really Michael Bayed it up and had some like giant crashing mushroom towers and giant explosions all over the place. Could have been really sick. Similar energy, better answer, Chris Nolan. I was thinking Christopher Nolan, yeah. Start to incorporate like, I mean, they're, they're like traveling across dimensions, it seems. Yeah. Like working some crazy time travel stuff. He would go crazy with that. We're we're done talking about this movie. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. Who we is, enjoyed it. Before we finish that last little bit, who is the dude who directed The Shining? Stanley Kubrick? Stanley Kubrick. Okay, I was forgetting. We should have him direct it because of like the, the legacy of him making everybody do 100 takes and like going insane. Yeah. Could you imagine like him making Chris Pratt cry to do his like 170th Mamma Mia take? <laughs> we need this just to make Chris Pratt cry. Yeah, he I deserves don't it. totally know what Chris Pratt did wrong. He hates gay people. Didn't he like go to a church that hates gay people? Uh, he's or on the record he... as saying not nice things about gay people. Chris That's Pratt tough. should be lopped off below the <laughs> knees. We should steal his ankles. Man, why, I'm not going to... They I'm, took my fucking knees. <laughs> I won't fault Wyatt for being an ally to the community. Amen. This is a really detrimental... Hand. Okay. <laughs> well, some people aren't going to watch this Oh, video. that's right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, thanks. This is going to be a detrimental podcast for my job search in the future, but... As long as you're not getting hired by Italian people, you'll be fine. I have... He never worked for them. Yeah. Oh my God, my bosses are Italian. I just realized wow. that. Tough. I'm, I'm not going to say their names. <laughs> um, but either way, I think I'll be safe. I think they'll think it's fun. All right, we're going to go play some Fortnite. This was a fun movie, especially if you're a family or you like Mario. Or if you like Italian people. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm looking directly at the audience now. So is Brett. Thank you very much for listening. If you've gotten this far, thank you very much for watching, especially if you're doing that. We really appreciate the support. Thank you to those of you that reached out in our time of absence in these last couple of weeks that we have not posted anything. People are uh, hungry for we content. We appreciate the support. We never clarified that Brett got out of Target. He's back. Oh, he is back. Yesterday. How'd you get back from Target? It took Target? me all this time. Fell down a green tube. <laughs> <laughs> he just ended up here. I love that. This has been the Last of the Moon podcast. You can find us at Last of the Moon Pod on all of our socials. We mostly just use Instagram, soon to be TikTok and YouTube. I'm not fucking with Twitter yet. We're not that big, but yeah. we, we will. We will. We'll fuck with Twitter at some point. Yeah. Although I don't know if I want to fuck with Twitter anymore. I'm going to get with, into fights with people. Unless, <laughs> unless it's just the fight videos that like my whole feed is now. Yeah. Then I don't want that. I can't look up. I like to use Twitter for just like get quick information about news because it's really good for that i can't open twitter for that purpose without seeing a beheading or something it's out of control <laughs> it's crazy well i don't know what elon's doing to that platform but we keep getting sidetracked thank you for listening we love you very much we would last of the moon for you we hope you do the same for us love you good night love good you night. love you bye